the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense, and here he is making all kinds of sense, Larry Rosenthal. How are you today, sir? I'm well, Chris, and how are you today? You're looking pretty good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. you know, yeah, I feel good. The, didn't get the snow people were afraid of, right? No, but we did get that chilly temperature this morning. It was a little bit brisk as we woke up, which was kind of nice, but we had the sun with it, too. It just seems like a wonderful day today. Yes, yes. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if we uh, roll on into spring or not here. Oh, that's right. Did we ever, I don't know about that Puxitomny Phil and whether or not the groundhog saw his shadow or he not. He did. He did see his shadow. Oh, he did? Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. So I guess six more weeks of winter from when? When was that? Was February 2nd or something? <laughs> it's a while back. <coughs> Puxitomny Phil. Yeah, I've never been remember. up there. I'd like to go up there sometime and watch that whole thing. I actually saw it once. I happened to have been driving through a long, long time ago. <laughs> And uh, uh, stopped off and saw it. It was kind of neat. I just love that show, The Groundhog Day, where the day keeps repeating itself. Sometimes my days feel like that. But anyway, did you ever watch that show? I did. Yeah, I did. Definitely. So, hey, well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal show. Now that we've done the the weather and groundhog show. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's jump on into some financial planning. There you go. Uh, You know, talking about the Lord's money from a biblical perspective as well. There's just no doubt about that. Um, You know, I start to show off each each week with sort of summarizing the markets, what happened last week and. Seems, you know, a little bit of the volatility has has uh, eased out a little bit. And, and as time goes on, that, that'll happen more. Uh, the market did close up just a little bit yesterday and, and had, did have some wild swings in it. Uh, so w- one of the things that I want to point out this past week, <coughs> excuse me, was uh, the housing starts. Housing starts came in and beat expectations. Um, so, you know, the housing market is, 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 is one of the largest multipliers in the economy. Think about everything that goes into building a house, Chris. Permits and housing starts are still moving north, you know, still expanding, which is very good. So you think about the construction, the landscape, the, the carpeting, the, the fixtures, you know, the dishwashers, the paint, the drywall. Uh, roofing, you know, fencing, all that kind of stuff. It's one of the largest multiplier effects in the in the economy. And, and with housing doing well, that bodes well. You know, f- that's one of the positive uh, in- indicators in the economy moving forward. So puts a lot of the little guys to work. Yep. 
Yes, it puts a lot of and the bigger people too. I mean, yeah. it puts everybody to work pretty, pretty much. But but uh, because of the multiplying effect uh, that that building a home or a neighborhood really has on the overall economy, very very good. Also in the news, Jerome Powell took over for uh, Janet Yellen at, at the head of the Fed, and you know he's he's been talking about you know we're going to be continuing with the the same same policies as before, which is probably slow, steady rate hikes, which is very very good, uh, versus you know big big uh, jumps in 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 interest rates all of a sudden. So keep an eye on inflation. If inflation stays in check. Uh, you know, a targeted 2% inflation somewhere in that area is, is, a, is healthy in the economy. We just don't want it to get too far ahead of itself so that rates have to go up too much too quickly. So if they, you know, instead of raising interest rates the way a helicopter takes off, if they can raise interest rates over time the way a plane takes off, long, slow, gradual climbs, that'll do well for the economy. We should still see some expansion and growth in in, in the economy as well as in the markets. You know, I always, I always wondered about the Fed chair just a little bit about how that whole thing works, and it was just a bit of confusing to me. I mean, it's not like he's making any kind of political statements and saying, you know, or having any kind of political platforms or anything. You don't really know what they're going to do or what they're planning well, no, to do. The Fed, the Fed has a couple of mandates, and the two most prominent mandates that they have are maximum employment and price stability. So let's just break that down real quick and talk about that because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, this administration, that administration, the other administration, past administrations, you know, all that kind of stuff has a lot to do with it. No. Here's the deal. The administrations have fiscal policy that they that they push out. Good, bad, or indifferent, that's what they do. The Fed then takes a look at, uh, you know, as a result of some fiscal policies, it can either expand or or slow down an economy. It's not going to start it or or uh, uh, stop it, but you know it, it's it's more tax and spend type type of of uh, ideology there in in different administrations. So the Fed looks at all the underpinnings of the economy, Chris. What's going on in the economy? And their mandate is maximum employment and price stability. And the Fed has lots of tools in its quiver, if you will to sort of help the economy to accomplish both those goals. Now, the thing about those goals, maximum employment and price stability, is they both fight against each other. In order to get maximum employment, you need to have the economy growing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if the economy's growing and you have maximum employment, what's going to happen then is you're going to see wages start to rise. And when wages start to rise, which, by the way, this is what's triggered the volatility that we've had the last couple of weeks, when you start to see wages rise, and they've risen for the first time since 2008, okay, about 2.9 percent, when, when you see wages rise, people have more money. When people have more money, they spend more money. And when more money is spent, we have prices that start to rise. So the other mandate that the Fed has is price stability. So on one hand, they're going, okay, we've got to get the employment number where we need it to be. We need to have a robust economy, everybody working and all that kind of stuff, and wages going up. Now they've created a problem on the other side of their ledger, their other mandate, which is price stability. So if prices start to rise too much too quickly, then the Fed's going to raise interest rates. Why does the Fed raise interest rates to slow down inflation pressures? Think about this for a second. If you wanted to go buy a car, and let's suppose you're looking at a car now and you go, okay, you know, I like this car, but I'm going to wait till the fall to get this car. 
for whatever reason. And, and you go test it today, and, and you look at it, and you put all the numbers together, and suppose you're going to finance it, and the car is the car's going to run you $400 a month <clears throat> on your payments. And then you go go this fall and you buy the car and you get to go buy the car, but now the car is going to run four fifty a month because interest rates have gone up. You as a consumer may go, you know what? I just don't want to spend that extra fifty dollars a month on this car. I'm not going to buy it. So when interest rates rise over time slowly, it slows down the velocity of money in 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 the economy, which gen, you know brings brings back spending a little bit, which slows the economy and keeps prices in check, and that's what stocks don't like, obviously. Yeah, stocks want to run, 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 yeah. huh? You just think it makes things more expensive, so obviously people back down just a little bit. So. That's exactly right. It makes things more expensive, and, and it just has a big multiplying effect throughout the economy. So then all of a sudden, if they raise rates too much too quickly and the economy stalls, the economy could roll over into a recession where the economy's contracting now, and then what do they do? They turn right back around again and start to lower interest rates because now their other mandate has to take place, which is, hey, we got to get the economy growing again. We need maximum employment. So they go back and forth with that, and that's sort of the cycle that, that they're in, and, and it works well, but you just have to understand the cycle, understand what part of the cycle we're in, and understand, you know, what, what – what has to take place in order to 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 uh, succeed in in money management? So, <clears throat> so whatever the Fed's doing, whether it's raising interest rates, interest rates only do three things: they either go up, they stay the same for a while, or they go down. So those are all different types of cycles, and that will help dictate where you should put money uh, and where you should move money away from or toward. I should say. Same with fiscal policy, with taxes and things. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in April and May in the markets. Because in April and May, corporations are going to be reporting their first quarter earnings from January, February, March. They report in April and May, and they're going to be reporting their first quarter earnings for the first time with the new tax policies in place. Okay? So, so we have new tax policy and wages rising. People are going to have more money. Okay? Uh, so it's you know that's one of the reasons that the Fed is sort of looking down the road a little bit to raising some interest rates and, and stave off inflation. It's a good thing. It's the system. We just need to understand how it really works. And when you break it down that way, you can sort of see. And there's all kinds of charts and, and industries and things that do well in rising interest rates and do poorly in, in, in rising interest rates and back and forth like that. So really understand what goes on with the Fed. There's still an, uh, an old adage on Wall Street, Chris. Hey, don't fight the Fed. I don't care what the headlines say. Don't fight the Fed. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know? I, yeah. see, I see this uh, picture in my mind of a, of a chef. It's just like throwing a little salt in, you know, throwing a little bit of bread in here, there, and just just trying to balance it all out and make it work and taste good in the end. But you know, that's what's in my mind for some reason. Well, well you got, never know. They got a tough yeah, job. Tough job. Yep. Let's take a quick break here and open sure. up the phone lines. Give us a call this morning at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment.
housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buying confidence when you have your Loan First certificate which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate. 571-490-7117 or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com. Listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, making money sense. And if you'd like to dial in, here's the telephone number for you. Any questions you have about your personal economy, about the national economy, trying to make things make sense every month with your paycheck, here's a phone number to call 855 767 3123. That's 855 Rose 123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Larry. Sure, Chris. So, you know, last week we were talking a little bit. We, we we ended the show talking a little bit about um, uh, estate planning, and we ran out of time. And I, and I said, well, I'm going to bring the subject back this week, and, and that's what I want to talk to talk to people about today. Is you know, I've got some some information here, some questions and things that I want to just throw out there. But but here's the concept that 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 we need to get our, get our heads around, and it's it's a touchy subject in families. Every family is a little different. But I want to bring this out. I see this a lot, and and it's again it, in working with many many clients for 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 decades all across the country and, and you know DC area and things like that. <clears throat> These are conversations that have to take place. Well, I guess they don't have to, um, but it's a lot easier. So so let me just sort of set the stage here a little bit about what I want to sort of talk about today, and and sort of provide some 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 thought for people listening today about this subject and and the subject is this is you know you're 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 wondering about you know are my parents estate plans set up correctly one am i going to have to you know am i in a situation where i may have to help um elderly parents financially or i'm or am i in a situation where i'm i may receive an inheritance from my parents one day and so we have to sort of figure out, well, how are our parents' estates set up? Do they have a will? Do they know where it is? Do their, are their beneficiary forms correct the way they want it and up to date? Do they have a trust? Do they have a medical directives? All these different things. You know, how do you go about presenting that conversation to your parents? And then on the other side, what about parents, you know, saying, gee, should should I explain what our estate plan is to our kids? 
And there's all kinds of surveys out there and different things. And and 93% of parents who discuss their estate planning issues with their children reported that they and their kids had had uh, uh, more peace of mind. Hmm. Um, 73% of, of, of uh, said the discussion would also help their, their, their children feel better, too. So it's kind of interesting there. Very high numbers on, on it all. So how does a parent explain to the kids, hey, here's here's our deal. This is what we've we we have, you know, when when a lot of parents say, you know what, I'm it's none of their business. I don't want them to know what I have. One of the things that's very difficult to talk about is money in families. It really is. You know? I mean think about this, Chris. You know, call your cousin up and say, hey, man, what do you make a year? You know? <laughs> and could I have some of it? <laughs> right. How's your savings? You know? That's right. I, I, I mean, you never, you, know, you, you always get to the point of, of if, if there's a financial discussion of, you know, yeah, well, I bought this stock, you know, and, and it's doing great. Yeah. Oh, I, I got into Apple a long time ago, you know. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, you know, five years ago, somebody bought one share, you know, and you have no idea if they bought one share, a hundred yeah. shares, a thousand shares, 10,000 shares, right? That's right. You, you have no idea. So, so my trust too. A lot of times you, you really, and it's a very personal thing. Very, very personal thing. It is. It's very personal. And the estate planning process, okay, it is not something that you sit down with and, and over the weekend, you write out your whole estate plan. These things need, need to have thought. Um, you know, how do you want things, uh, how do you want assets to go to your heirs and charities? What about charities? Do you want to make sure that you give, you know, uh, uh, adequate assets to your church, to mission programs, to, to whatever charity you want, maybe to your college, what, whatever it may be? How are you going to play out all this stuff? So so I've come up with some questions here and, and you know, basically taking this from, from, from experience on what, what – uh, uh, you know, w- what we've seen over the years. and <clears throat> It's a little um, known area of financial planning. A lot of folks don't really pay that much attention to that legacy aspect of things. It's, that is a very important part. I mean, you, what do you say? There's, uh, let's see if I can get this right. You've taught me over the years what it is. It's the accumulation stage, right? And then you go into, uh, what is the next one? This, what's the next yep, one? Yep, the distribution and yeah. income stage, yep. And then the legacy stage, and that's one that a lot of people leave out or they don't talk about as much. Correct. And, and, and in the third stage of financial planning, the legacy stage, making sure your estate plan is, is properly set up the way you want it to be set up, here's the issue. When, when someone passes and money goes to a non-spousal beneficiary, that's when the tax man comes knocking on the door in a large, large way. Okay, And a lot of times kids you know, who, who are adult, you know, they're, they're probably in their 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, when they receive an inheritance, they go, well, I thought mom and dad had more than this. Look, look at what we're ending up with after taxes. And a lot of times those taxes can be minimized uh, when, it, when it comes to um, uh, an inheritance, passing assets down. So that's what I want to talk about a little bit today is, is just sort of set that stage is how, have you thought about uh, talking to your kids or kids? Have you thought about talking to your parents on this subject? How do you go about doing it? You know, and and it's a you know it's kind of a touchy touchy subject as as far as that goes. But discussing finances with with adult kids, uh, again, it could be a difficult difficult task. But let's let's take it from the pers- the perspective of the parents talking to the kids first. 
you know, one of the things that that the that that I would suggest that the parents do is sort of control the agenda. You know, hey kids, I want to talk to you about something. You know, and 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 before you do, sit down with your spouse and and decide what you want to explain to them, how you want to explain it to them, and how much glimpse into your personal assets you want to give them. Now, now some parents are going to be fully transparent and say, "Hey, this is everything I have." You know, this is the way we want to we want to settle things out one day when we go to heaven, and we don't need this stuff anymore. And these are our decisions. And and other people are going to say, you know. Look, if something happens to us, this is a sheet of paper with our accounts and the people that you should contact, okay? Um, and if you contact them beforehand, they've been notified. They're not giving you any information. So, so, so anything in between those two perspectives there, but make sure from a parent's pr- perspective, you control the agenda, um, you know, uh, th- that way – the, the kids aren't, aren't, aren't uncomfortable or anything like that, and you're not uncomfortable as well with, with it. So I've always had this question in the back of my mind. When, when your parents pass, for example, and you're maybe listed, or at least you have all of their account information, their logins, their passwords, the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's technically not legal for you to go in there and start transferring money, even if it's written on a paper for you to do that, right? You have to wait for the legal process. Is that You should do everything legally, yes, Chris. Okay. Absolutely, especially okay. if there's multiple beneficiaries involved. So, you know, somebody's going to be appointed ex- executor, you know, of, of the estate, and, and it's going to be their, their responsibility to administer it. And you can work with an attorney, financial advisor can give you some, some, some ideas on that, uh, or you can work with the county's uh, probate office. They can help you a, mm-hmm. a little bit as well there. Mm-hmm. So. So, again, from a parent's perspective, talking to the kids about this, you want to control the agenda. Plan a time and include all your kids involved in it. You know, be, be transparent with it all. Have the discussion. Um, you know, part, part, of, part of it is, is also do you want to include in this discussion your adult children's spouses? <clears throat> you know, um, what is it that you want to do th- with, with that? Uh, you know, a lot of people want to make sure that they have bloodline protection. If 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 something were to happen to their child's spouse, you know, like a, a divorce or maybe their child predeceased their spouse, you want to make sure that the, the some people want to make sure that their assets continue down their bloodline and it doesn't go off into another family somewhere where the assets aren't uh, uh, protected in, in your bloodline. Well, that's a sensitive. So, that's a sensitive thing. It is very sensitive. I'm telling you, these these are you know, and and a lot of times these conversations go very well, and everything's good, and and people are able to execute plans when it's time time to do that, versus trying to rummage through someone's house to find papers and and things of that nature. Um, so I mean, I, I've I've seen all kinds of stories about all of this in 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 the past. I've seen people where they hide hide savings bonds around the house and and years later people find these savings bonds and and just all different things or or, or little piles of money stuffed away in books on shelves that have been there for years and years and years you know (laughs) the old jam jar in the backyard kind of thing yeah yeah so so lots of different things like that so so my point is you know make sure that you you and your spouse sort of figure out if you want to have this discussion with your adult children or not and if you do Sit them down, control the agenda, and it can be something as simple as 
you know, look, you'll find out everything when we, when this happens. But he, this is, you know, this is where our documents are. These are the people that you talk to. It could be very simple to that, and or you can go all the way in to all the details that you want. From from the kids' perspective, how do you, uh, you know, how how do you uh, handle that? What are the questions that the kids could bring up? You know, this this is even 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 more of a a tough scenario right there uh, because the you know the the parents might be thinking, well, what are you looking at me for like this? You know, <laughs> so uh, you know we'll we'll talk about that here. We're going to take a quick. Break. I see we have to take a quick break here. Uh, hey, if you got questions on this or or if you've experienced some of this, give us a call here eight five five Rose one two three. 855-767-3123. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense, and we'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703 703- 201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Mm. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in and ask any questions of our financial and retirement expert here in studio, here's the telephone number to call, 855-767-3123. You can call now. We have some lines available for you, 855-767-3123. Larry. Sure, Chris. Um, you know, again, we're, 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 we're talking about some, you know, non-financial things today, no market strategies today or anything like that. We're really talking about estate planning and tying things together. When, when we do a financial plan with our clients, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and you can see it right there. We have a video there. 
of, of how our financial plan works. And our financial plan really has the capability of tying three generations together, parents' generation, kids' generation, and grandkids' oh, generation. That's cool. and, and that really helps out in the transferring of assets uh, when, it, when it comes down to it from a, from a very tax-efficient standpoint as well. Can you talk about that for a minute? You say your financial plan on the website. What, is that, what does that mean? Uh, is there an ability for them to do their own thing, or what's going on? Well, uh, you know, we, our our financial plan, we have a, a video on our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and it just, you know, it's a little 90-second video, and it shows you how a financial plan should be should work, how oh, it I sets up and, and how it functions and how it updates automatically each night uh, for, for clients. So <clears throat> we see that a lot, and or we use that a lot with, with our clients. I'm, you know, I'm a so I can speaker. log in and I can see all of my stuff and how it's updating regularly and where it's going and all of that. Exactly. So, yeah, the, it's, it's a live dynamic plan, and, and so each day, cool. each day it, it updates, and it, and it shows you where you are on pace toward your goals and stuff like that. Nice. But what's really un- unique about it is is uh, we've taken it to the next level, and, and, it, and it does three generations of planning, uh, that, that type of capability. So that's how we try to tie the the things together for for clients. Well, that might be a nice way to discuss it with your families to have it all there on the on the you know the younger generation likes technology, so you can kind of they love see, technology. See yep. everything right there on the screen from from moms and dads and yours together and how it all works. And yep, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. You no, know, so so again, here it's it's you know kind of get, getting back to the, to the subject here today, and and it's. Uh, you know, it's human nature to put off hard, emotional, or complicated, you know, tasks or, or discussions with people, especially with family members. And it's a little challenging to, to, to bring it up, you know, to your parents on things like that. But, you know, some of the things is, is you might just want to, you know, ask your parents, you know, hey, how's it going with your checkbook? How are, how are things happening? And one of, the, one of the signs that you can, you know, sort of check uh, your parents' place is, is, you know, take a look at their, their stacks of mail, you know, um, you know, are they keeping up with the mail and, and things of that nature? You know, are they, they staying on, on, on board with it all? And it's different for every family, you know, but, but you, you, you've you got to, you know, it, it, it just helps when when things happen, unfortunately. You know, it's a tough subject here to talk about on the radio show. Uh, but And I know that there's lots of listeners listening going, yep, I can relate to this and because and ha- it happens, unfortunately, all the time, you know. But you want to find out where your parents keep your, their financial uh, institutions. I guess passwords would be an important thing, too. Passwords, brokerage accounts, retirement accounts, you know, uh, account numbers, insurance, home, auto, disability insurance, long-term care insurance, Social Security numbers. Uh, titles to houses, vehicles. I mean, all this stuff has to be sort of wrapped up together. I actually have a a uh, what what we call an estate sheet, where you can list out all of your assets and you can write down where everything is. It's it's you know it's it's just sort of a a coordination sheet, if you would. Uh, if you're interested in getting a copy of that, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123, or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Be happy to email it out to you. You can fill it out uh, right right there on, on your, you know, it's a PDF thing. And and it just organizes everything where, you know, it, 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 it'll help you list out where everything is and account numbers if you want and, and directions and stuff like that. It's sort of an easy way just to sort of say, hey, hey, kids, Here's this if something were to happen to me and mom uh, or, 
hey, mom and dad, you know, can you fill this out should something happen? Mm. Here's mine. I filled mine out there already. You go. There you go. Okay? Yeah. That type of scenario, you know, if something were to happen. And, and you know, you, you, you it, uh, again, every family is going to react different to it. You hear sort of hear my, my hesitancy in my voice here because, you know, I, I've seen all different scenarios with it all over the years in, in different families, including my family, my, sure. myself. You know, how it all works and, 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 and different people reacting different ways. You well, know, I know that in our family, some of the siblings got involved and said, well, who's handling the money? And then, you know, my elderly mother is like, oh, well, who do I get to do this and who do I get to do that? Especially if you've got multiple people in the family with that ability. It makes it a little difficult <laughs> to try to figure out how to help mom go forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. These are these are very sensitive, difficult subjects to talk. They about. are, and and Chris, I tell you this, you know, a lot of times parents try to keep things as even as possible. Yeah, yeah. you know, if one child may may have uh, borrowed five thousand dollars from their parents, and and the other child doesn't know about it, but they they sort of settle that out in 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 the estate. Mm-hmm. You know, so so there's lots of different scenarios like that. You know. Uh, but but again, you can approach your parents in a very in a very soft way by basically saying, you know, I filled out my sheet here. If something happens to me, this is where all my stuff is. Uh, you know, at the same time, you know, m- maybe mom, dad, you might want to do this too. Should something happen, that way I could be prepared, or or the attorney could be prepared, or, or something like that. You know, talk about that. Talk about do you have an estate plan. Uh, are your beneficiary forms up to date? You know, I've had a lot of my clients talk to their parents about their beneficiary forms after they go through my beneficiary class, and they realize, oh, wow, you know, if you don't fill out your beneficiary form correctly, yeah, you can a have a, a big tax bomb, unnecessary. You can pay a large, unnecessary early tax on money that you don't necessarily have to just by filling out your beneficiary form incorrectly. A lot of people aren't aware of that. so It helps to know whose money it is. And if you really, really, really understand that concept, and you talk about that a lot, that the money really belongs to the Lord, it's a little easier to have that conversation if it's a stewardship conversation instead of, oh, who gets this? And it's my money, and that's not that's not yours, and this is mine, versus it's all the Lord's, and you just have to figure out how to, how to really honor him the best, I think. Well, it is, yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that, Chris. I mean, we're charged with good stewardship, and and you know, and that's another thing too. I mean, <laughs> people today, anyway, <laughs> we we need to, you know, start trying to live looking at 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 eternity. You know, yeah, yeah. It's not li- just for this life, exactly. Yep, yep, exactly. You know, everybody needs to get over themselves. I guess I don't know. I, you know, the news is going crazy today. That's a whole other subject. We're not going there. Yeah. Today. How long is that Cadillac, Cadillac Escalade going to last you? Right in eternity? Not very long. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You never know. Yeah. You yeah. never know. So, so um, the the. Uh, uh, again, if you want to get a copy of this sheet, you know, feel free to go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Shoot us off an email. We'll be happy to send it out to you. Uh, but it just helps you organize, and, and it opens up the door for this type of a discussion. Uh, you know, hey, parents, talk to your adult kids about it. Um, you know, uh, adult kids, talk to your parents about it. Mm-hmm. And, and then one day, should something, God forbid, happen, things will be done a lot easier, a lot, a lot smoother. Uh, as far as all that goes. And a lot of people think that, that it's really easy, but there's a lot involved with it all. Um, you know, uh, 
it really is. I think starting with that sheet's a really good place to start, though. That is a good idea. You've got something that's sort of generic, and you can actually talk about it. It's just a matter of writing it down and, and then having the conversation. Not easy, but you got to do it. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. So, again, if you want a copy of it, uh, go ahead and give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123, or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and shoot us off an email. So, hey, also, Chris, you know, um, Let's take a look at, at what James is talking about here in, in chapter 3, verse 13. If you are wise and understand God's ways, mm-hmm. prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. You know, that, that speaks volumes if, uh, uh, on, on, on things. And, um, you know, let's just try and do a little bit of good here this, this coming week, uh, especially when it deals with our money and finances. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, help some people out along the way this, this coming week. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we're going to take a quick break here. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Since. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with. That kid you saw on the street corner last week. Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for. The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, the telephone number is 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Sure, let's welcome Jada on the line from the district. Good morning, Jada. How are you today? Good morning, Larry. And um, who's your co-host name? Just Chris. I'm just the guy in the back. Good morning. Chris. Good morning. <laughs> I'm just calling to let you know 
really do appreciate your program so much. I've learned a lot, been listening to you for about a year, and have attended your, your workshops. So thank you. Just thank you. Well, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much, Jada. That's pretty much all I had to say. I'm waiting now so that I can um, have someone send me the, the form that you were talking about. Okay, well, let me put you on hold, and uh, Josh will get some information, and we'll shoot you out the form. I appreciate the phone call. You have a great weekend. Uh, let's welcome Stephanie on the line from Mechanicsville. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Uh, oh, I'm fine. Thank you. How can I help you today? Um, my, I, I, don't, I don't know where to start. My parents want a will. Hey, Stephanie, you're going to get real confused with that radio being turned up in the background. If you could kind of turn that down a little bit, that would probably help us out a whole bunch. Appreciate that. And if, you, and if you're listening to the radio today, please give us a call if you have any questions. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. Larry? Hello. Yes, Stephanie, how can I help you? Oh, I was asking. I said, um, my parents want want to do a will. Um, they'd like to just, they say, oh, we can just write it out. Write out something and that'll and put it away and that'll be our will. Is that... Is that okay? Yeah, actually, you you can do that, uh, you know, um, but I would suggest not. Um, you know, there are certain things that you really want to put into the will. Um, you can just go online and just, just sort of take a look at, you know, components of a will, what it needs to stay in there. Um, you know, just remember that anything that's in a will, it will go through the court system of probate, whether the will's valid or invalid, Okay. Um, so I would, I would probably just step it up a little bit more and, and, uh, go, go check out, you know, something on, online that you can just simply pull down. You know, there's all kinds of documents out there that will suffice, uh, for her or for your parents that, that, that could help. Um, I tend to lean towards working with, uh, professionals though in, in, in this arena. You know, I'd like to, you know, see if your parents would be interested in talking to an estate planning attorney. Uh, you can you can shop around for those. We can help you know refer you to some down in your area as well, or or wherever your your parents are, are located. So yeah, that you know that's that's a good start is is to do the will. But also more importantly than that is also make sure their beneficiary forms are filled out correctly as well, Stephanie. Um, you know when when you have other assets such as life insurance or investment accounts and things like that. Their beneficiary forms are going to bypass whatever the will says and go directly to that that person or institution. Okay. Okay. So, like their their banks, I need to take them to the bank and say, okay, let me see what your beneficiary form is. I'll, I'll just fill out a new one. I would probably just fill out a new one. And and money in the bank accounts, they they would they would change the title of the account to what's called a POD, payable on death. So basically what happens here is, is you know, mom and dad have a joint checking account, and should something happen, then that checking account's going to get frozen and go through probate before it gets dispersed. But if, well, the, this, if mom and dad's checking account said POD and something happens to them, that means that if they named you as beneficiary, then it would be payable to you upon their death, and then you could, well, you know, uh, get the dollars or whoever your parents wanted to. Right, because what they did was they put my name on one of the accounts, <laughs> which is one. Is so it is it a bank account? Yes. 
Okay, so I don't have any trouble with it being on a bank account as long as it's not on an investment account because then you would lose a tax benefit if that was the case. Um, okay, no, they don't so, have that. Yeah, so if you like, I'll be able to, I, I'll be happy to send you out some information on all this, okay, just okay, sort of the basics of estate planning. The difference is about wills and trust and PODs and TODs and beneficiaries and all that kind of stuff if you want, okay? Oh, that sounds great. Thank you. Absolutely, Stephanie. Let me put you on hold, and Josh will get some information for for you, and uh, we'll we'll get it out to you next week. Appreciate the phone call. Okay. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, if you have estate planning questions today, or whatever it may be, uh, you know, questions about why we didn't get snow, Chris. All right. We're going to roll into spring now. Hey, baseball's starting, okay? (laughs) The Nationals are going to win this year. They're going to go all the way. That's my prediction. What do you think? I hope so. Yep, we'll see. I hope so. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. So, so, hey, good information today, good calls, and and, uh, on it all on this uh, touchy subject matter but uh you know we've got to get our state state stuff in in proper working order with so who's the team that we put together for the estate planning we've got a financial planner we need an estate attorney is there anybody else that we needs to be in here in this list you know it depends on what's going on but sometimes you know your 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 financial advisor usually sort of drives it all with an estate planning attorney a cpa can be involved as well depends on what's going on if it's if it's a business entity as well maybe a banker so it just all depends on really what what the family situation really is, uh, with with what's happening there. So, um, and in most but, cases, you would need you would need things like a trust and a will. And what other instruments are we talking about that are necessary? Well, for you know, if you're just sort of looking at the instruments of, of how to transfer things, look at the beneficiary forms. Make sure they're the filled out correctly, and and things are going to whom you want them to go to, or to institutions that you want them to go to. Look at your will. Your, your your revocable living trust. Do you need a trust or not? You know, a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, I don't need a trust because I don't have $22 million under the new tax code stuff. Well, that's a different type of trust. That's an estate tax trust that, that you would be, you, you, you know, that uh, an irrevocable trust would help <clears throat> minimize estate taxes. But a revocable living trust enables you to pass assets on the way you want them to go to people. You know, stop and think about this for a second. Let's suppose that you have uh, life insurance or you have investments. Say you have $500,000 of life insurance and you have two children and and the money's going to go to to those two kids or to your spouse or whatever. Let's suppose it's going to the two kids just to make it uh, very simple as to why you might want to have a revocable living trust. Just a garden variety one, Chris. Mm -hmm. Nothing fancy. One child can handle, you know, the money. The other child is is maybe a spendthrift, you know, going to go buy a bunch of cars, and you're just like, you know, I just don't want the money to be wasted that way. So maybe for that child you drop his or her portion into a revocable living trust that says, hey, listen, you know, if you want some of this money, the trust is going to pay you out, let's say, 5% a year for over time, or the trust is going to match 25% of your income on your tax return each year. You know, an incentive-based type of a scenario. So you can do all types of things to, you know, to help the kids be productive and and all different types of things like that. I know when I was under the age of 18 or when I was really, really young and I didn't understand money, I think it would have been wiser. um, Had there been a lot of money, there really wasn't. But if you do have some money, thinking about putting it into a situation, and I guess that's what trusts are for, 
where you don't get it until you're at a certain age or you only get a piece of it at certain times, right? Exactly. You know, I was out to dinner last night with some friends. My wife and I were out to dinner with some friends last night, and, and uh, the lottery subject came up. <laughs> okay. And Yeah, and, and, and he told me, he said, when he was 23, um, he said he was like one number away or something from winning a million bucks in, his, in the lottery. And and uh, we started laughing, going, man, could you imagine having a million dollars at age 23? What would you do? And, yeah. <laughs> and all of that. And he immediately said, oh, I would have got cars. Yeah, <laughs> I would have got cars. <laughs> you know? I probably, I probably would have, too, thinking about it. So, yeah, if you stop and think about it, you know, you're just not really thinking that far, that far down the road as far as it all goes. So, yeah. hey, often, you know, I often get asked, too, <clears throat> about, life insurance in retirement years should you keep your life insurance should you buy new life insurance what should you be doing with with life insurance in your retirement years and there's all different types of reasons why people buy life insurance obviously it's the you know i i love my family and want to protect them their incomes and things like that right. to, for family protection maybe it's to cover a debt or a business need or or or, or things like that so a lot of times people will carry their insurance policies into or up to retirement and go, okay, now what do I do with this thing? Well, a lot of times if, it, if it's term insurance, they just let it go and expire. But if it's cash value insurance, you can, you can access the cash that's inside there to supplement retirement income if you choose, if, it's, if the policy is designed that way. Or you can simply you know, look to, to the insurance company and say, hey, you know, I've got this cash value build up in here. Can I just shut off my premium payments and have like a, you know, similar to a paid up type policy for the rest of your life? Um, maybe people want to, to buy more life insurance because they understand the value of tax-free disbursements for legacy planning. It sort of goes hand-in-hand hand with what we were talking about earlier today, Chris. So so life insurance can be used in retirement years for, for lots of different reasons, mainly leaving a legacy or increasing charitable contributions to your church or your college or wherever you, you want it to go. If you really stop and think about so it. Do you, you normally have a combination of both this term type insurance and whole insurance as well? Or? Yeah, there's all different types of products out there. There's the either you know two categories, cash value or term, mm. and, and, and there's several different types of products underneath both of those categories there. And they, and they all work and serve different purposes. Or maybe if you can't get enough of one, then you can supplement it with the other, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, okay. You know, the idea of term insurance is to cover, a, you know, give a large amount of coverage for a short period of time, whereas permanent insurance or cash value insurance is designed to be in place for your entire life. That That's pretty much the, the, uh, the okay. concept behind it all there. So, you know, leaving leaving when when. When when people are surveyed here, and this is through LIMRA, Life Insurance Marketing Research Association, the latest data we have is 2016 here on, the, on this survey, uh, you know, 10 reasons people keep their life insurance or have life insurance in retirement years. And, and the first reason, 87% said, you know, the, the major reason is, uh, uh, well, well a, a minor reason of it is to cover burial and final yeah. expenses and Protection, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, it's very interesting, though. 62%, the, the major reason was transfer of wealth or leave an inheritance. Leaving an inheritance, transferring wealth to heirs, to charities, things of that nature, was one of the major reasons that people do that. And that tells me that they understand it and how it can actually work. And, and I do get this question a lot. Well, Larry, you know, I'm 
getting ready to retire. I don't need the life insurance anymore. My kids are grown, uh, out of the house, stuff like that. So, you know, what, what do I do with this old policy that we have and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times we start pointing out, you know, well, if you don't want to leave it to your, your, your spouse or your kids or whatever from a beneficiary standpoint, maybe leave it to the grandkids. Maybe put it into a trust for college planning or something like that should something happen. Or to help the grandkids get started in business one day down the road or leave it to the church or, or whatever it is that you want to do. There's lots of different places that you can you can uh, name the beneficiaries to it. So well, buying life insurance, though, it gets a lot more expensive the later you wait, right? <laughs> well, the- yeah, just like any insurance. You know, yeah. if, if you're going to buy health insurance at 32 versus 42, it's more expensive. Yeah. If you're going to buy, you know, uh, long-term care insurance at, at 55 versus, you know, 65, much more expensive. I'm guessing you can't get insurance at 65, though, right? For life insurance? Yeah. Oh no! People buy life insurance up into their seventies really? all the time, okay. Chris. Absolutely, they they do it. You know, they do it for wealth replacement planning. You know, stop and think about this. Just just stop for a moment and think. Let's just do some simple math, and let's just say you know you've got a million dollars in your account. One percent of that is ten thousand dollars a year. Well, what happens if you just take one percent out? You know, a little bit of interest earnings each year. And buy an insurance policy. That insurance policy may may now give give five hundred, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars of tax free dollars. So you're using interest on your investments to pay for the insurance. So it's not disturbing your monthly budget, and essentially you're just taking a little bit of interest on money that may go to taxes anyway, uh, or to your heirs anyway. And now you're you're leveraging it up through through the proceeds of life insurance, another half million, seven hundred fifty thousand of, of extra tax free dollars. Wow, what a nice that, trick to give to your family. Huh? Exactly. So so there's lots of power involved in, in planning concepts such as this, wealth replacement planning and, and, and things of that nature that a lot of people do. People think, oh you gotta be uber wealthy to do all this stuff. No, not not at all. When you sit down and break it down, you build a financial plan out and you take a good look at at, at you know where where you are as far as the the confidence level the security of your financial plan in retirement and then if you're able to to pull off a little bit of interest each year and go about doing that you can create um, a, a a very nice legacy for your kids or your grandkids um, or your great grandkids down the road uh, with with this type of planning so this is what this is what you know, a lot of people do when they sit down with financial advisors. They're not aware that they can go about doing these things. In addition to that, you know, one of the things that you can do, too, is you can take what I call your tax-infested money, the IRAs and 401Ks and government TSP and that kind of stuff, money that's been taxed or that's never been taxed. And upon your death, you can name your charity or your church as beneficiary, and then you can use the life insurance proceeds to go to your heirs tax-free. So your heirs are going to get all the tax-free money. The the church is going to get the taxable money, but they don't pay taxes on it anyway. So now all the savings that you've done all your life, it, it, it may not end up being taxed if you go about setting it up properly like that. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of strategies involved with it all. It's a lot of fun to show people on, on diagrams and how it all works and, and things of that nature, too. So I know we're coming down to the last few moments of the show here. I've got uh, a bunch of callers online. I'll stay in studio and answer the questions real quick. Um, so we've got uh, a few people online. If you're listening, just just hold on. I've got music in my ear, so we've got to close out the show here in the next, next uh, few seconds. 
real quick. So I'll stay in studio and answer questions. If you have questions during the week, give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Or simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, which we are... I saw a preview yesterday of our new website. We're going to be rolling it out here in the, in the next several weeks. Uh, can't wait. Looks uh, looks uh, pretty good, actually, uh, with what the computer engineers are doing. So for Josh in the back today and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.